There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. And welcome back into the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for episode two. I'm Mario Mario, joined by most of the boys in the back. We've got Eric the Big German. We've got Marvin the Prince, who's got a new nickname apparently. We'll get into that a little bit later. we got Tyler the Moderator. we got Dylan the Graphics Guy. And today, we're joined by our second ever guest, the one, the only Todd Fritz. Todd, thank you for joining us today. It's only been you and Dan Patrick. you got to be honored. I'm very excited. Thank you for inviting me. I've been waiting for the uh, invitation with uh, bated breath and part of the 1215 posse, if we can call it that. I'm sure we'll have other nicknames as we move along, hopefully positive <laughs> ones. But this is uh, this is cool. Usually I do all the booking, and it's, it's nice to be booked, especially by my uh, Dan Patrick Show buddies. So this is nice. You were a big get. Like, we were all week circling. How are we going to approach him? I'm usually very him. busy. And then if I see someone coming up to me, and I'm a pretty sociable guy, but when it comes to you guys, if I see someone approaching, it means someone wants or needs something. <laughs> so I automatically pretend I'm on the phone or I'm deep in an email or I'm looking into my crazy notebook and I'm writing something even though I'm really absolutely doing nothing and it's just my body language of like don't ask me to do anything. We got two things though, Todd. With Paul that... I'm not. Everyone else I'm approaching. <laughs> two, two th- <laughs> if we're going to put it on the table, this is what this podcast is for. I look it's very not much. a therapy session. No, it's not. It's not. Session. No, no. Because he pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about the guy. Todd, we got two things that we want to get to today with you. Two things that were pretty prevalent in this week's show. The first one is not as big. The second one, it may be a deep delve. Really? Yeah. Am I going to be like be put on the spot here? Uh, like Howard Stern, uh, uncomfortable? You'll see. Let's save it. Okay. The first one we're going to do is uh, we're going to listen back to the clip of you admitting that you cheated in school. I didn't love when people like would say right before a midterm, like, oh, we have a test today? <laughs> and I had been studying for a month, and they just want to look over my shoulder and get basically the same grade. When I've, like, I haven't been out partying like the kids sitting to my left and right and having fun all night. Did you cover your paper? I didn't make it easy to see what was up there. <laughs> if it was a friend of mine and we were kind of sharing answers, someone that I thought prepared and studied and I valued that person's uh, academic record, then we can share. But not to just take the answers. That, that had a problem. What did you say? Value? Your academic yeah, record? Yeah, there are kids in my class that I know studied and, and do very well But those kids don't cheat off you. Like we, and they we... just want to check their answers with yours, and you know we want to make sure we got the right oh, answer. Oh, no, no, no. You're not checking answers. That's how I... The only cheating I would do is, is checking to see if what I wrote down is similar to what the smart kid next to me did. But if it was someone that was like, hey, Tom, a midterm that, today? Tom, that's cheating. That. Guess it is. So tight. Wow, that's a lot there. It's a lot to digest. And I have Crohn's disease, so I don't digest things very well. But to hearing that back, I talk really fast, and yeah, I... Okay, yeah, so yeah. Li- listening back to that four days later, how, how are you feeling listening I'm, back to that? You now? know what? I'm comfortable with that, but I knew by, by sharing that, because that's the, the environment we work in and the group that I deal with. But once you put something even remotely personal out there, you know, they're never going to forget it. And they're going to save those sound bites just like you are today on this podcast. And it's going to just be lore forever used against me. And uh, I took that chance. I had a moment where I just felt like sharing. And I don't regret it, but I'm hoping that's just not going to be constantly put in my face and questioning my salutatorian, which I'm very proud of. In junior high school and high school, I was I graduated number two in my class, and now people are wondering how I got there. If it was a truly, uh, you know, a merit that I deserved, which is unfair. Yeah, Marv? So, Todd, so if you had cheated more, do you think you would, would have been 
valedictorian? You know what? I don't think so. That's a great question. Um, I will say one thing. Elisa Penzel, now Elisa Oskowski, uh, married to a nice guy named Larry, uh, and Dawn Fishman, they were the ones that beat me out. They were the valedictorians in junior high school and high school. Dawn Fishman in junior high school and Elisa in high school, friends of mine. And they beat one beat me by like four-tenths of a point and one by like maybe seven, eight-tenths of a point, if, you know, if you're keeping score at home. And I can live with that. But the extra cheating, I did very little cheating. Those moments were just a couple of isolated moments. Now everyone thinks that, like, you know, as Dan said, I'm a serious cheater and every chance I get during my time in school I would be looking at someone's paper it was more to check to see what someone else wrote as opposed to I think cheating is changing your answer not checking to see if you wrote C-B-A-E just like the person next to you Derek so did you ever change like you said okay I was looking to see if I was right yeah that's fair and then so if you found that you were I have a different I, yeah. answer. I think I'm going to step, I'm going to put my foot in it again by saying this, but I wasn't so much that I changed an answer I already had, but, and I guess this is cheating, but I'll, I'll just share it. Um, <laughs> there there might have been a few that I left blank and I had no idea what to write. And then, you know, you look to your left or right and whatever it was, if it was a math test and they wrote 12 and three quarters or whatever it was, or three times 10 to the negative, and, and then you write it after having no answer there, I guess that would be cheating. But, you know, sitting there erasing things or crossing things out. That wasn't really my kind of cheating. The only cheating I did was checking with what I wrote was the same or once in a while. I can't leave it blank. I might as well give it a shot. And if Greg Kirshner to my left or Eddie Lefkowitz to my right, two very bright kids, both have 12 and three quarters and I got nothing, I'm writing 12 and three quarters too. Well, I think my biggest takeaway from this is you now have an asterisk next to your name. <laughs> like the Astros? Like the Astros, wow. exactly. I mean, you get a lot of heat for being, uh, you know, on defense Astros fans. Yeah. Now you have something in common. But I, I actually excelled, uh, you know, this may be bragging, but I'm going to put it out there because I'm being accused of being a cheater. I did very well academically. I memorized notes and I used to break my studies down to my class notes, my homework assignments, my what they called rexos back in the day, rexograph sheets, like handouts and the chapters of the book. And I would study that. I'd go downstairs from the 21st floor to the 19th floor to my grandparents' house because my mom and dad sometimes would argue a lot and I couldn't concentrate. So I'd go down to the more quiet setting, two floors down in my apartment building to my mom's parents and I'd go in the room and I would study I would study for a quiz like as if it was my like it was a major exam that was going to decide like an SAT what college I was going to get into for a little spelling test that's how crazy I used to get so nervous and now I have stomach problems and I go to the bathroom 15 times a day and I have to you know I have hemorrhoid cream in my pocket as we speak we want to move on to the bigger bombshell and speaking of being at home this sounds like it's going to be something negative home. this is not negative we just have questions it's skewing negative that's what we do that's what the Empire Show does that's what the 1215 podcast I'm feeling <laughs> picking up on that vibe just like when we used to do the box score, which by the way, everyone makes fun of me about the suggestion box, but the box score, I said from day one, we went down for din- for lunch to have wings and I just didn't like how the first couple of shows went and I'm on record of saying, is this what this show's going to be for half hour? Ripping each other and, and bashing each other and, and embarrassing each other because that's not how it's going to bring team chemistry together. And just like I predicted, every day got progressively worse <laughs> to the point where by the time the box score was over, everyone hated each other and I drove home like in tears calling my wife going, I don't think I can work here anymore. Go ahead. I think, I mean, I don't think we're going to leave. I think we're all pretty good friends at this point i don't think we're gonna hate each other i mean i don't i hope you won't i'm hate, not a hate, hate a, us I'm not, i don't really have a lot of hate in my heart i try to laugh things off i like to be like to joke about stuff. the big thing here but i think you're about to piss me off but go ahead i, I don't think so you might the big Tyler's thing, laughing. He, big he, he thing here is so this week we had a big storm in the northeast we did in connecticut everybody i think uh what three or four of the six people in here lost power how many people in this room slept in the studio? That would be me. 
because I was so neurotic and worried about the show and the guests and everything that even and it, it was a little creepy just being in a big studio like this by yourself. But there was no it was dark. I'm, I'm with my wife and the kids. I got a flashlight. There's no the fan obviously isn't working. There's no internet. I can't check my email. I can't do anything work related. My phone's not working. I was driving in circles all after, in the mid afternoon looking for signal. And then when I finally pulled into some parking lot up the road somewhere in a, East Hartford or wherever I was in some other town, I finally got some emails popping up. But then I couldn't open them. As soon as I clicked on it, something I got a little swirly circle saying it hasn't been downloaded to the server. So I, I, I couldn't do anything. And I'm like, I'm not going to go all day and night and then have like nine text messages and 46 emails waiting for me, uh, guest-related ones included. And then we missed out on guest opportunities because I waited till seven in the morning the next day to come to work. So I'm like, I'm leaving. I abandoned my family because work comes first. And I've told my family that many times, as much as I love my children and my wife, booking a guest is much bigger than any type of a family crisis. And they've accepted that. And uh, I came here at about six o'clock and 6 p.m. until the next afternoon I was here. You're you're committed and we appreciate that. But my other We wouldn't have gotten Randy Edsel. That's true. We Not that's the hugest guest in the world, but it was one of the newsmakers and I had gotten an email that I didn't get until I got here at the studio hours later that, yeah, Randy's good to go for 11 o'clock. And if I waited till seven in the morning to get that message, then they would have been like, oh, I didn't hear from you yesterday. I assumed you changed your mind or you, or you couldn't do it. So uh, we told Coach, forget about it. And then we lose the guest because I had to hold my wife and kids' hands in the dark with the flashlight. So no, I came in. Yes, Eric. So, not noble, but uh, so I should I, probably put my family first. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I need to. I need Dan's approval more than my wife and kids' approval. This is the sad truth of the matter. My wife and p- kids can be pissed at me, but as long as Dan has a positive word in my direction, then life's good. Um, one so, quick therapy th- note: I think your wife and children will be involved in your life further than Dan Patrick. You're right, but living, but in the moment of, oh my God, we have no guests for tomorrow. I can't just put the beat right of the New, the yeah. New Orleans Times picky you on. That's not enough. He likes to have three guests, one guest each hour, and I don't have anybody. And it's hot and dark, and the fridge and freezer aren't working. And I'm not getting internet. I'm going. I'm driving back to Milford. This isn't going to work. Yes, Dylan. Um. So, Todd, are your wife and kids aware that they're? In the two spot in this whole I think they are only because more often than not when we're having dinner together and my daughter's telling me what happened at camp and I'm pretending to listen or my son (laughs) has some kind of crisis, someone's bullying this one or my wife said that she doesn't know if she's going to have a job in the fall because the reading program might change because of the hybrid, you know, who's coming to work and what students are they going to be. She might not even be needed. They may need her to go back as a full-time teacher, which she doesn't want to do. So I caught bits and pieces of what they were telling me while I was staring at my phone trying to figure out who I can get for (laughs) 1025 Thursday. So So that tells you what where my head is. So was you coming to the studio more of just an escape to get away from your family? I love I mean, my family. I wasn't escaping the, the family. I was escaping the heat and the darkness and, again, the genuine fear of not having my, the ability to have my phone or laptop work, that I could not check texts or emails. It frightened me so much. I just said, Jen, Jordan, Lindsay, I'll be home in a day or two. Because I didn't know if it was going to be a few days till we got our power back. I packed two days worth of clothes. That's what I did. It's freezing cold, by the way, in that other room. I sat in that. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know what that room is called next to the next to the generator. There's a room that's got a bears, um, um, one of those chairs, those, and then there's a Jets yeah. one. Why, recl- why, recliner. That's I a good mean, word. That's the word. This place is huge. Why did I pick there? Why did you pick there? And because did the IT guy, away? Alan Guzzi, am I allowed to say call, call him by his full name? I don't yeah, know if it's yeah, the first yeah. time the world is hearing what his actual full name <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody knows who the IT guy who does the cooking and everything. Anyway, he showed me around a little bit as if I had never been to the studio before. But I, I'm not, I don't have a good sense of direction, so I, I let him play GPS. And he's like, "This is a good." 
good room. He, goes, he said, what about this is a good room? What about this room? And I'm like, I've never seen this place before. And what is that buzzing sound? And he's like, that's the generator that makes all the things work. And I'm like, is that going to be, is there a way to shut that? No, it'll turn off all the power. We got to keep, the, so some of those loud buzzing and it was freezing cold because I guess computer equipment needs to be cold for it to work. God forbid, if it hits a certain temperature, everything shuts down. Yeah. I don't understand why it has to be like an ice box. Like so there should be meat hanging from the ceiling. And I'm sitting in the chair and then I turn the, the handle to move the chair back and I bang my head into the lamp. And I was scared that I broke the lamp because Dan knows where every little thing is and the lamp moved behind the bear's recliner. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to know that I like slept in here. Yeah, Ty. Is, is the real reason you chose that room is because it's uh, the only room left in the studio that somewhat resembles the wall of morale? I did notice that there was just some scantily clad women on the sports. There was Kate Upton, and there was another one with like oh, three. I do not want to check the security yeah. camera in there, do I? Well, well, that's the thing. Alan also told me that. That's another reason why I picked that room. Not that I'm going to uh, do anything inappropriate while I'm alone in a big studio. And the TV wasn't working anyway, and I, you know, and I couldn't subscribe to any kind of programs that I was looking at. And I wasn't uh, my phone. I didn't know where my phone was for a minute, so I couldn't go no, to a no Cinemax. No, there was not. so no. So anyway, so I went into that room, and um, I did see those Sports Illustrated pictures and everything, but it was freezing cold and even if i wanted to get into that amorous kind of mood with myself it was so cold that i wasn't that wasn't gonna happen to me and here's my last question on this situation and i, I know this because i'm gonna actually throw it to eric jones for this one well so t so todd texts me right so i guess you know my title depends on what day it is and what uh temperature the, it is outside but one of my responsibilities is studio man so todd texts me hey just so you know you know i'm gonna stay at the studio blah 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 now i had happened to have gotten power back at my house so i had central air i had internet which was amazing uh we have a spare bedroom we just got a new bed for it he's not only a spare bedroom he he was so nice that he wanted me to be comfortable and not have to sit in some studio he's got like three spare bedrooms and he's got all, everything plus more that i could possibly need beautiful home i've been and, and i and, to, and as i'm sitting here i hope he didn't think i was blowing him off and didn't well, i don't want him to think that i was like that oh my god i'm gonna get covid if i stay at the jones's house or well, i was just kind of like kind of doing my own thing uh, as we all know i have a gastrointestinal disease and private I, bathroom and, and, as and, well. and there was a private bathroom but even still you know i but I didn't have, you know, all the scrubbing equipment that it might take, you know, after you know, several loose stools after eating the barbecue that I had earlier that day. Anyway, I don't want to get too graphic, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. That was actually part of it. I didn't want to wreck ago. it because obviously I'd be a lot more comfortable than the studio, you know. Yeah. I, it's, but you know, I didn't want to wreck the bathroom and just, you know, I have my own my issues. And I'm like, you know what? It was very, very thoughtful and kind of Eric. And I'm gonna let me just uh, hang out in the studio and I can just kind of have the freedom to not worry about my uh you know you know then there's like preparation h and stuff all over the place uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cut it there as much as i want to continue this conversation when you talk lidocaine you, by the way you, you ever have no seriously if you ever have any kind of you know i'm just saving you a couple of dollars here. you don't have to go to some you know don't go for run for a colonoscopy music like the emmys to play yeah. them off. <laughs> no because no the, that song there's something the song? there's something there's lidocaine it's called like five percent ointment whatever and you need a prescription for that but the uh gastroenterologist gave me that and it does wonders on the uh, the hemorrhoid situation todd we love you thank you for joining that's us that's it that's the end that's of it? it i mean i, I, I like someone hour special i said i said it was we would only keep you for five minutes I, and we want like about 20. 20 minutes so now what happens if you you have to end by a certain time where you go off the air they pull the plug well, it has to stay within a certain number of minutes as much as we enjoy you we have other stuff on the rundown we have to hit today and no, we but, have another but, guest. but just to help me understand podcasts in general like there's no like hard out to hit a commercial you can go 23 minutes you can go 38 minutes you just want to have people listen you know. and, and we're getting to the point where I'm rambling and they're going to lose the audience if I keep talking yeah. about rectal problems. In, uh, yes. I keep hearing about lidocaine. Lidocaine's really good. And it's not like, a, it's not, I don't think it's a steroid. It's not the kind of thing where- We can add it. It's fine. Lidocaine's good. It's really <laughs> soothing. 
And I need if, if there was no such thing as lidocaine or preparation H with lidocaine, I would be walking around with a limp. Like or you, or Zy- you'd have to change your diet. I would have, well, that, that that's a little harsh because I, I, I like my pizza and my and my stuff. But no, but uh, no, but no, I, I'm just worried about getting home after eating that sausage and uh, and the wings because that's gonna. I got like an hour drive and I don't know if there's any clean bathrooms. I see there's a diner up the road, but uh, you know you got then you got to order fries or get a tuna set. They won't just let you in to use the bathroom. You got to buy something. They're like, are you gonna at least get a coke and a big chocolate chip cookie? You can't just go in the bathroom. You don't have your mask on. And then Karen starts getting all crazy and yelling at me in the Todd, On that note, we're gonna. Send you off. We're gonna wish you luck. Thanks. With uh, whatever. You think I'll be able to make it home? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm by the looks of it, I, I don't think. I so. I feel like I should try to push something out just to. And then there's also what's the emodium? Have you I, ever I had emodium? I think you should get a head start Emo- right you now. With emodium, emodium binds you. Binds you. I think you should get a head start now. Like, like rice or a banana, it binds you up, so you don't have to go. You know, so it's not so loose all the time. Todd, good luck to yourself and all the toilets out there that was that, was <laughs> you that, may come was across. That, was today. that too much bathroom stuff? We'll see you next time. All Thanks, right. Todd. You're welcome. Wow. I'm like out of breath, out of you know listening to that. I feel I'm like mentally drained. I don't even know where to go from there, Marv. You know I was really hungry, but now I'm not. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, uh, Tyler. <laughs> There's just the the zero awareness telling us that story while we're all trying to eat our twelve fifteen meal. Dylan. Um, I'd also like to point out Marvin just lied because I just watched him eat a wing after that. Marv, you got a rebuttal? No, not really. I was yeah, so hungry and it was Dylan. Stay out of my personal life. I just don't understand how he goes down these loopholes and it, it's like even hard to stop him from talking. Uh, Eric? Yeah, I feel bad for Todd um, for a couple of reasons. One, I think he's... Um, trouble is the wrong word, but he uh, there's a lot to it, right? Like one of the things that really stuck out to me in Todd talking was the fact that he lives, or excuse me, when he was growing up, his mother decided to have his bring their family up in the same building as her mother, which on the surface sounds innocent, but then you you realize like, well, she probably did that because she didn't want to cook, and there's just so much to unpack there with Todd, and every time he talks, I just, like I even said it, like, this isn't a therapy session, but like, I just get, I feel like he has so much going on, and he talks so fast, I wonder what it sounds like in his head, because like, when I think in my head, like, I can only think at the speed that I speak or like I can only have you can only have so many things going on at once but Todd seems like he's going at an insane speed I mean and it's always like that like people may think if you're if you're watching you know oh, that's just a bit for the show no that's Todd all the time that you talk to Todd did you learn anything new about him today or that was a lot yeah Marv he lived on the 21st floor of a 23 story building and like Eric was alluding to his grandparents lived right downstairs. And then he got, he just goes into like a rabbit hole about his parents. I was like, oh, this is a therapy session, it seems like. Yeah, Eric? Yeah, and I remember we did a, st- Brendan uh, shot something a while ago uh, as part of the Todd Talk series with his mom. And I think that uh, was really, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen it. But if you haven't, go back and I think it was two parts with Todd's mom. mom yeah. But it's really um, revealing and shows a lot of the idiosyncrasies of Todd's personality uh, are not unique to him. He shares a lot with uh, with his mother, I think. Yeah, though. I mean, to uh, to Todd's credit, he can cover some serious ground in a short period of time. 
it may be sort of, you know, pinwheeling for a lot of it, but um I mean, he basically nailed everything like in uh like land speed record setting time. <laughs> I mean, 15 minutes like we did not want to go over like 10 minutes with him and he went like 15 and gosh, he covered a lot of ground. Marv and now we completely understand why Dan says thank you, Todd. Yeah, thank you, Todd. <laughs> yeah, because at, at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, we gotta like move on. There's other stuff we have to talk about. But he just keeps going, and I love him. I, I mean, he's one of the nicest people you'll meet. It's so hard to cut him off, and I feel bad. But I think we can all say together, thank, thank you, you, Todd. Todd. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So this week we got the Emmys, or next week. Next week we got the Emmys. A lot of interesting stuff's going to be coming out of it. We're going to be producing a show. So, Eric, you've been to the Emmys when they were presented in, like, an arena or a venue, right? Yes. What is What should we expect from the guys if they happen to lose again? What kind of mood? So, I've been to two Emmy ceremonies with the Dan Patrick show. Um, the first one was real interesting because uh, we had rented out a restaurant a rooftop restaurant near the the venue uh, to celebrate um and it was part of the direct tv at&t time and there actually were several different departments you know the there was a technical emmy for some of the stuff they had done with the 4k channel at the time um and dan show and i think there was something else for uh, nfl sunday ticket so there was a lot of different stuff uh going on and uh None of those categories, I believe, won. And uh, it was real, you know, because you have this rooftop and it's like all set up and they got the lights going and the music going and there's hors d'oeuvres and, and uh, just the whole vibe there was, was um, I don't think Dan ended up making I think he ended up going to dinner, uh, just kind of wanted to be alone. And then I think the second year, um, we ended up just going to a restaurant um, and it was, you know, I think it was late May, but it was really hot for some reason. It was like one of the first hot muggy days. And we chose this restaurant that had great reviews. And it was kind of funny because we all, it was down in the village in the West village. And, but the ceremony was up at Columbus circle. So that's, you know, 70 blocks or whatever. And, uh, so we, we have to get on the subway and we, you know, we all go through that and it's kind of just, everyone's kind of moping and you're trying to bring the mood up cause you still got nominated right i mean like there's still a lot of recognition that comes with that um but you're still kind of bummed and it's funny because like you go into the ceremony like today right i'm kind of like you know it's not a big deal like it's fine but then as you and maybe it'll be a little different because it is a virtual ceremony but Mm -hmm. you know it's like you pick out your outfit and then you you know we're getting a hotel room so you got to take the train in after the show and you check in the hotel and you you get ready and you're all dressed up and you go to the cocktail reception and you see all these different personalities in the media and and you sit down and you're like, you know what? Like, I think this is our year. Like, and you start hyping yourself yeah. up. Yeah. And then when it happens and they, they read your, your category and you're like, you know, you're ready to get up. You know, you're like on the edge of your seat. Like, here it is. And then when it doesn't happen. MLB tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's, it's a bummer. Not, not only for me, but obviously for the guys. But, yeah, I think it'll be real interesting to see how it's different with the – uh, virtual ceremony. Although, you know, obviously, as you've talked about, we're going to do this kind of probably about an hour long special. Dream, yeah. yeah. And and uh, show some retrospective stuff and also um, some funny, uh, unique content, too. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how different it is this year uh, than it has been in years past. Have you guys been there the day after they lose? I haven't. So usually I would work from here in Milford 
and they would have the day after the Emmys in New York. So I've never had that one-on-one interaction with them um, or had to interact with them after they lost an Emmy. Have any of you guys? Marv? Yeah, I think we were all there last year. Remember in New York and uh, Dale Earnhardt, I'm not sure if it was the day after, but he brought in, to just kind of lighten the mood, he brought a cake in and said congrats on the Emmy win. Yeah. And obviously we didn't win. We didn't win. But, um, you know, they seemed, you know, in relatively good spirits. Mm-hmm. They're better losers than I am. I didn't mean it like that. But I'm a sore loser. Yeah, me too. So, you know, but you could tell, you know, Dan wasn't, you know, happy with the with the loss. But who is? But you're happy to be nominated, but still you're like. Damn. Yarek? I think you always want to win, right? I mean, Dan's talked about it. I don't know how many Emmys Dan's won uh through his time at NBC and his time at ESPN and his uh, re- the recognizing of his personal achievements as, as studio host and that, and that type of thing. But he always says, you know, to have this show win, the Dan Patrick, not the 1215 show, we're not nominated, but uh, the Dan Patrick show, to have the Dan Patrick show win would be really special for him. And I think on a couple of ways, you know, we, while uh, there's been some uh, other shows that have said we have you know dozens of producers behind the scenes here in Milford. It's a real small crew. I think including uh, all the guys who are on air. I think there's eleven of us that work on the show here. Um, and so, you know, to get that kind of recognition and have the accomplishments that we have, and we're real proud of it every day, of course. But to have it recognized by your peers in the industry. You know, it's really special because a lot of these bigger shows, you know, MLB Tonight is that's a traditional large studio show. Probably has a crew of 35, 40 people working on that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to all the people, it's all the money too, right? So how much does that cost? And, you know, these are highly produced shows. Uh, they have a lot of producers, a lot of elements. And so for our show, that's really kind of bare bones to be, frankly, even considered in the category, I think is a great uh, honor. Mm-hmm. But... Of course, you want to win too, right? So um, I think it would be real special uh, for us to to win. I think Dan would be really proud of it. Um, And I think it would be on a higher level than some of the other accomplishments and the the other Emmys that he's won just because of how unique and and how, you know, especially now in 2020, how much this this is Dan's show. I mean, it is Dan's show. And, you know, in the past we had the partners. um, But, but yeah, I mean, I think it would really be special uh, for Dan. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that we'll all be here, so, you know, all 11 of us who work on the show are going to be here that day. Marv, you're going to actually be uh, reporting from the red carpet, and you got a new nickname for that. How do you feel about this? You know what? I feel good because you have, you know, Tyler the moderator or the big German kid or the French kid or Ariel, Mm -hmm. and I just feel like, all right, I made it. So I feel good about the nickname. It could be worse. I've been called worst. Have you have you ever been called Prince? A yeah. Prince? I've been some people call me by my last name. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, so is there a story to how you got Marvin the Prince cuz there's definitely an interesting story uh about the big German kid, but I want to know about you first. As a matter of fact, there's not. I think he just said it yesterday and you know, he was referencing someone else who had the in their name. And he just said, how about Marvin the Prince? I was like, that's fine with me. He was like, you know, I should ask Marvin. I was like, Dan, you don't have to ask me. That's He didn't ask me about calling me Mario. Self-explanatory. <laughs> 
Yeah, Dylan. Um, well, I feel like most great nicknames are basically derived from like nothing, really. You know, like there's no real backstory. It's just kind of Marvin the Prince. Just that's it. So you're saying the big German kid is not a good nickname? No, but it's the backstory isn't like anything. It's not like real. Like you're not an actual German kid. Yeah, I so, think we concluded right. The, yeah, the the brief version of uh, Dan giving me the big German kid as a nickname. So I am a gardener. I, I love having gardens, and I brought in I don't know probably two dozen really large cucumbers. And uh, Dan made some kind of phallic jokes off air, and uh, and it kind of was going on for a while. And he was calling me Eric von Cucumber. Yes, and then uh, at one point it became. He said something else on air, and Paul quickly corrected him. Von, von Skrutum, the German kid in the back, and uh, and then that was it. Then I was the big German kid. But uh, yeah, it was kind of funny how um, I was like, I'm not German, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> like it's just funny. Like I'm more French. Like it's that's why it's always funny that Brendan's a French kid and I'm the big German because he's German and I'm French. But um, yeah, the Paul really is the reason for the big German because it, Dan caught himself using a, an unapproved term on the air. I mean, and then it spiraled into you wearing lederhosen, and the rest is history. Yeah, it's uh, it's real been a, a bright spot in my life. You think you'll be back uh, in lederhosen anytime soon? You know, I've been trying to distance myself, but uh, I think it's very likely that if Dan sees the outfit in the back, it's it has its own bin in the back in the storage. <laughs> it just says Eric Von Scrutum. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if Dan sees that, then yeah, I'm back up. Tyler, we'll end it on you. I was just going to say one of my favorite moments in Showtime history was when Dan had you come out in the leader hose and change a light bulb right in the middle of the show. Yeah, for, no <laughs> reason. for no reason. He's he, like, just... he comes back and he's like, is that the old studio? But he's like, hey, uh, like in five minutes, I need you to come out and just walk through the set in your leader hosen. And I'm like, I was just here doing like my expense report or like, you know, doing something. And he's like, no, you get in those leader hosen <laughs> and go change a light bulb. That doesn't need to be changed. And no one's going to acknowledge you. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and that's, and that's the beauty of this show. It kind of just things happen. And you're like, how did it happen? Well, guys, that's all we got this week for Todd Fred who was, that was wild. A heck of an appearance. For Eric, the big German, Marvin the Prince, Tyler the Moderator, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and Mutt Ariel. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>